We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. favorite podcasters here back with another episode of mdh tv you already know um how you been man i've been pretty good you know what i'm saying i've been pretty good man you know what i'm saying i've been pretty good you know what i'm saying hey that's great what you're saying you know yeah i've been uh i took i've been taking a break from the gym so How's that? How does it feel taking a break after going hard for like half the year? Bro, it kind of it feels nasty. You know what I'm saying? Because it feels like it feels like I'm losing out. You know what I'm saying? But I know I know with rest I'm actually gaining. Cause yeah, yeah. So I definitely I went to the gym today, and like I took a break too, kinda. Well, not really. Like, I go in increments. Like, I'll go five days and then take, like, a two, three-day break type shit. Yeah, that's good. And then, um, yeah, so today – well, I went yesterday, too, but I only did, like, half a workout. But uh, I went today. I did my full workout, which my full workout's, like, a regular person. It's not their full workout. Because I when I go to the gym, I spend probably, like – two and a half to three hours like full working out the whole time just straight lifting too can you, can but, you hear um, your, uh, your gym schedule because people have, schedule. or like your routine because people i'm sure people want to know i don't even really have it here hold up let me nah, yeah, it's the problem nah but uh i'm weak right now See, that's why I gotta get back in the gym. But yeah, uh fuck, what was I saying? Yes, yeah, there is a little bit. But, um <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I do like I do jackhammer curls, regular curls. I do uh that's from that's sets of ten for each. For for all you people out there, that's for the biceps. You know what I'm saying? That's that's for the if you don't, it's the front of the arms. You know what I'm saying? Right, right here. That's for the biceps. No. Um, what else do I do? I do uh shoulder press, ten reps, uh three sets. I do chest press with all this with dumbbells. Um three reps, I mean, three sets, 10 reps each. And then I do uh, incline shoulder or chest press. Uh, I don't even know the names of the other stuff I do, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I need some workouts and shit. I'll, I'll like, take a video <laughs> and send it to you. I don't know the names of half of the ones I do. Okay. I don't even have it written down. I just, like, do it. Nice. My, uh, my most recent, um, gym routine was kind of weird. Because, you know, like, I was trying to lose weight. And so... I wasn't really lifting weights, so it mostly consisted of just things I wanted to do, like cool things I wanted to do. Yeah. So most days I would I would go work out at like the uh, the fighting gym. So I'll take like a boxing class or a Muay Thai class, and that's like an hour. And then I would go to uh, to the regular gym. I'll probably do like fifteen minutes of cycling. You feel me? Just like you know, just. Yeah, just a warm up. You know, no, first I would do five minutes of backwards walking on the treadmill. That's for the knees. And then I would do um then I'll do the cycling and then I'll probably go to I had this cool little like superset. I would do 10 pull-ups and then I would do seven handstand like kickups. So I'm trying to learn because those are two things I really want to get good at. And then I'll do three sets of each. Then I would go to like trying to do the bridge. And then I would just stretch and that was it. Or and then I'll do core. And that's it. Point being, you can go to the gym and whatever goals you have, you can work for. You ain't got to go in there. Cause a lot of people think they just got to go in there and pump iron the whole time. And you know, that's how they that's how they're gonna achieve their goals. But you don't have to go in there and just lift a whole bunch of weights. You don't have to like I I don't think I've done like a consistent schedule of squats, like with the with the bar, because I'm just terrified to do them. But like you, I, my legs are still pretty strong, so you could find your own little, you know, journey on how you want to. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I feel like that's one reason why so many people get bored of the gym, is because they always try to like, because there's always just one set path that's just like supposed to be the best way and everybody tries to go up there and do that. When it's like, that's not built, like some, for me, that's very boring to just go up there and just lift weights and do like six to 12 reps and try to build muscle. Like that's not really fun to me. And when something's not fun, like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be excited to do it, especially when it takes a while to see progress. I kind of like the process of just sitting there and pumping iron because like I don't know I see small progress every day so or maybe not every day but I see small progress like regularly so like I would go in the gym and one it'll make me feel accomplished for doing something for the day and two like today I went in there and I listened to this Joe Rogan podcast about with this quantum physicist because I'm doing I've been trying to like to learn more about quantum physics and just like the string theory and like how it works and how it, it it's explained and like quantum mechanics and when you get done when you done when you get done explaining the gym story can you explain what the string theory is because I have no idea what that is yeah but um no, I was just saying, like, I like the process. Like, 
And you know how po- his Joe Rogan podcast be like two hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I got through the whole podcast, learned stuff, and I was still like working on my body. So I felt like I was working both. Yeah, killing two birds with stone. Yeah. But um, so I'm probably going to start reading, like, listening to audiobooks when I work out. I've been reading this book. Called, yeah, Tai Chi, something in meditation. No, Tai Chi. I'm only on chapter two, but no, I've been Chi is? Yeah. It's like yoga, but it's more like, I guess it's more martial arts based. Yeah, it's like more intense. Yeah, but um, see, I tried listening to the audiobook, but like when I'm working out, my mind always like drifts off into something else. So like, I can't really pay attention to the book, but I do listen to podcasts a lot. When I work out, sometimes I listen to ours. Yeah, I, I listen to ours mostly. That's why. That's mainly why I wanted to record this one. Mm-hmm. Not for. I mean, I listen to our old ones when I go to the gym. But I'm getting another tattoo on Friday, right here, or a snake. And um, I need that to listen to when I'm getting oh. a tattoo. <laughs> when I was getting this one, I was listening to our one with Jack. And I forgot what he said, but he said something and it like made me like, like stop being a bitch for like part of it. And I would just tell myself other stuff to make did me they, like not be a bitch or whatever. But did they hurt you? No, nah, it just hurt around the wrist. Yeah. But it's like, it's like when I'm in that chair or the, whatever it is. It's like at first, I, the worst part is when he first when he first puts it on there to me. Yeah. Like when you when you see him going down on there, and you're like, oh, I'm about to feel this pain. But then after after like two minutes or like five minutes, I guess it's five minutes for most people, but for me it's like two minutes. It's like whatever. Or like once he hits every spot that he's gonna be doing on the tattoo, it's like okay, like I felt it everywhere. Yeah, I mean honestly, like. I expected it to be worse than it was. So when he put it down, like, I wasn't really even tripping. I was like, oh, that's not even that bad. And I was like, throughout the, the process, I would just keep telling myself, like, life is suffering. This moment is a part of that suffering. But at the end of it, you're going to be happy and satisfied with uh, the process or whatever. Yeah. And that brings me to this i've been watching these videos and trying to learn learn more about like different philosophers and philosophies and stuff like that and i stumbled across the stoic philosophy Mm -hmm. and it's really like it's like kind of viewing it's almost like i feel like how we view the world already that's why i'll be saying like we was probably some of these philosophers in the past life but like it's like viewing the world in a pessimistic way mm-hmm. but using that as a way like to benefit yourself and grow so like one of like the 12 laws of it or whatever is um it says most of your suffering happens in your imagination rather than a, a reality meaning like most people go through their life worrying about something that may happen Mm-hmm. or that might happen a situation or whatever and 
they spend so much of their life anxious rather than the reality of that situation happening. Like think about all the times you worry about something that might happen. And then when it actually happened, you was worrying for no reason because you can't change life. If that makes sense. I get you. Yeah. And then like another one was like, don't let things that, and I've said this before, it was like, don't let things that you can't control affect you because you're just letting other people like control your energy or whatever. And like, you're basically just wasting time and like wasting energy. And then like another one was like, but this was like the best one too. I forgot what it was, but like, they just had like a bunch of like pretty cold principles. And I was like, dang, I feel, oh, oh, oh. this is what it was. And this was like the one I connected to most. It was like, you have to go through life facing challenges and adversity because somebody who's just given like everything in their life and never has a challenge is a tragic figure because they can never know their full potential and nobody can because they're never challenged. And it, it just made me think of like our lives, right? We came or we were in these quote unquote, as some people would say, fucked up situations. And we made it out of that. And then we were at school, or at least me personally, and I see like so many people who were given everything their entire life. And they're so entitled. And like I feel bad for them because they don't even realize it themselves, like this cycle that they're in. And it's because they haven't really had to face adversity. Like I know one guy. He's been freaking just and having drinking problems and stuff, just to say the least. And like, he can't even face it because he thinks it's just like, whatever, something. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't see it as a problem. But oh, about quantum physics. So wait, uh, can I say something about the philosophy first? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we jumped everywhere, but uh about the philosophy, right? So I was, you know how I'm reading this book and in the book, the the dude said there's a story about the Buddha, right? Cause, cause Buddhists like, uh, they don't like the idea of philosophy or yeah. So the dude had went to the Buddha, right? And he asked him like all these philosophical questions like the, the regular ones, like what's the answer to life? Like what's the meaning of life? Yada, yada, all the ones you could think of. And the Buddha, he told this story. He was like, if there's a war going on, right, and someone gets hit with a poison arrow, and then they bring the dude that got hit with the poison arrow to a, to a medic, and the medic asks, where is he from? Who is he fighting for? What's his age? What's his gender? All that stuff. The dude would die, right? So basically, he's, he's like, he's telling the guy like you're asking all these questions but you're going to die before you even get the answer to it so why even stress about the question so it made me think about like like this this book is making me retract over all my steps that I've ever even thought I accomplished because here I am thinking like I'm <laughs> I'm like a great like thinker like I'm a philosopher or I'm like I have these philosophical thoughts but in reality like is that even important because we're going to die before we even know the answers to these questions. So why even waste our time on it? So 
once you get done looking around for the ghost, can you uh can you su- supply some feedback on that? Yeah. Look, so like that was another principle. That was another principle of, of the stoic uh, philosophy. It was like death isn't something that you look forward to. It's something that happens every day. At all, all time that passes is death. So it's not something that you're going, you're leading forward, you're going towards is something that's already happening. And people spend their lives like think, thinking like, dang, I'm about to die or I'm just going to get in closer to death instead of maximizing their time. And they're dying all the while. So they're spending all this time thinking about they're going to die, forgetting that the time that they're spending about thinking that they're going to die is actually death taking that time so mm-hmm. it's like you're not even utilizing that time so people will spend so much of their lives just not doing anything instead of maximizing the actual time that they have here people spend so much of the time contemplating death rather than living life yeah and i hate to go back to the same like kind of idea but i think it's so important because we keep having these or i keep having these conflicting thoughts about whether or not to just and this is this is more so just a question for the for the listeners because we've talked about it many times we want to view somebody else's input so this will probably go somewhere outside of just spotify how do you guys feel about living life do you guys think it should be more of a like you should just flow through life and not really care about answering question the, the world's questions because at the end of the day you're not going to find the answer at least not a definitive answer before you die so how do you guys feel about that all right but on to the quantum quantum physics because i don't want to go down that that rabbit hole again all right so basically i've been interested in physics and all these quantum theories and stuff because I've been interested in them more recently because um, they they tie together with philosophy because physics and math is really just math because math is just, physics is just like applied math pretty much. But um, all of that is it, the language of the universe, you know? So I've been trying to like make sense of like, what this reality is and like bro this is what this reality is and like <laughs> what life actually is and um all right i gotta tell you too I, I took acid like i think two or three days ago so i gotta tell you that story and then i went to the bar and i was just asking every girl like are you your body or like, do you believe in parallel universes? And I was getting some interesting like reactions, most of them negative, but anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So. Some cod. All right, anyway. Um, fucking, yeah, so quantum, quantum, all right, now it's going to be hard to grasp because it doesn't really make sense. But do you know who you're oh talking to? Gosh, bro. 
For y'all so, that can't see, he's like he's fighting a bug. I'm guessing. Yeah, fly. <laughs> Hold on, bro. Like I'm gonna have to end this thing. Like, but um, so what it is basically, bro? You can't kill it though. That's messed up. I know, bro. But no, I saved one's life earlier today. Like it took me so long, but like this one's being like annoying. Ooh. <laughs> I just want I just saw him fly. I hit him. <laughs> but y'all <laughs> um, funny you look on this because <laughs> it doesn't look like you're really swinging at anything because I can't I've only seen the fly once. <laughs> oh yeah i also got this mic and freaking audio thing but it doesn't work good but i've been working on songs and stuff oh god bros i'm trying to hit the studio when i go back hit the studio i'm about to go to studio um wednesday bro look i'm gonna start right i might write a song tonight i'm gonna be honest with you do it bro it's i good. might because i've been i've been like low-key slacking on it not, not even slacking but i was like the other day, I was like, oh, I want to write a song. And I was just like, especially since I'm not doing nothing right now because, you feel me, I can't work out. Bro, I was, bro, that overtraining had me down bad, bro. Bro? Yeah, bro, like, I was tired all the time. And, like, it was weird because, like, when I would go to work out, I had all the energy in the world. But, like, outside of that, outside of that, like, two-hour span, bro, I had no energy at all. So when do you think you're gonna start working out again? I'm gonna still do my fighting stuff because I like I paid for that. But um and because like that's not that strenuous, but I'm probably gonna honestly like wait till I go back to arena. Like to actually like start pumping iron and like going to the regular gym because bro, like I've been doing two a days for like eight months. But um but I mean, we still here, though. So, we were talking about quantum physics, right? Yeah. All right. Just making sure. But, um... <laughs> bro, stop focusing on the fly? No, bro. It's freaking flying around my face. You think the fly is focused on you? Turn the light off. Oh, never mind. I won't be able to see you. Hey, <laughs> hey, watch it. But, all right. So, look. Quantum mechanics basically is like <laughs> all right. So this is all right. Now nah. what? So picture an electron, right? Okay. No, no, fuck that. I'm not even gonna try and explain it like that. I'm gonna explain how I how I understand it. So in reality. There are an infinite number of yous throughout the universe doing every possible thing, every, poss every possibility. Fuck, for this to make sense, I have to explain a theory. All right, time out. Can you just explain it? This is my theory. This is my theory. No, explain the, explain the string theory first and then explain your theory. The string theory, I, you have to understand quantum physics. Don't explain it. All right, but it's hard to understand. Bro, you act like you're talking to a dork. But no, look, like it's hard for me to even explain. So that's why, like, it's hard for me to understand. 
<laughs> all right, so look, it's basically like picture before. All right, how do I start this? So an electron, right? Mm -hmm. Before it's measured, it's just a wave of possibilities. And in that wave, it's moving in a super motion. It's called a super electron. So electrons, they spin like the earth. They rotate mm -hmm. like a top. Yeah. So they can either rotate, can either rotate clockwise or counterclockwise. Mm -hmm. This or, way or this way. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much it. And then when they, and then when they, <laughs> when they're measured on a point, they're either going up or down. So they're rotating and going up or down, right? So before that electron is measured, it's in a superposition of every single possibility, up, down, in every position on that plane. And you can't figure out which electron it is until it's measured, right? Now, the string theory is the theory that all the, since all of those electrons, all those possibilities are there and you don't know which electron it is until it's measured. And then all of these are theories. So it's tenuous, like it's not fact, but the string theory is that throughout the universe, all of those other ones are true, just not in this section of the universe. So all those other possibilities have happened or are happening somewhere else in the universe so, because our, now that's the string theory and that's just with one electron now my theory is that you which you are built up of your collection of electrons at the subatomic level you are every decision you make you make and this is what i say you know like you can't do anything new under the sun you've done everything but you can choose which you you become so every single decision you make, you, you can make any possible decision. Like I can put my hands literally anywhere. I've done it. I've done this any possible way you can think of. But it's not until you actually do it, until the action is measured, that you figure out which you you actually are, right? And then the string theory is throughout the universe, the multiple you's doing the other things that you didn't decide to do in this universe. And it made me like kind of think also with the acid trip. It made me like think, <laughs> I <was> like, wow. <laughs> if there's like this many me's in the universe, I want to strive to like try and be the best one because they're all me. And it kind of made me think of like, who am I actually if there's multiple me's throughout the universe, throughout the cosmos? Like, who can I define as me? If there's literally exact copies of me, this in a different part of the universe who differ by a little bit. Like, am I unique at all? Like, I don't know. It's like, you start to just get in this like, and it's like kind of liberating, yeah, daunting. Once you like really start to think about it. Because yeah. it's like, we're not alone in this universe, but it's like, we're not then special at the same time. Yeah, I, you know, it's crazy, bro. It's like as you get older and as you get smarter, like like you said, 
before, but it's like you realize how small you are in, in, in just the whole totality of this this game of life, whether it's, you know, even on a small scale like this earth or if it's on like a universal, you know, multidimensional level, you realize how little you really are. And it, it really, it's humbling to me because, you know, as kids, we're really like brought up to believe like we can be the next ones or we are the next ones or we're special individuals. But in reality, like, are we really special individuals? Because like, first of all, to your point, like you said, there's probably an infinite amount of us somewhere else that it probably look exactly the exact same, do the exact same things. Just one thing may be a little different, but also because like, we're just like, we could die right now and nothing would change. The world was, all the humans could die right now and the world wouldn't change. It would probably get better if we're being honest, as far <laughs> as like the ecosystem, other animals being able to thrive and live, except for dogs, probably they'll probably die out and cats. But other than that, house like, pets, but huh? Only house pets, only people depend yeah. on animals. But like, yeah, like it just shows like we really aren't nothing, and and especially on the western, because like another uh like a uh, analogy that the author used to describe the Western tradition versus the Eastern tradition or Asian tradition specifically is that we're not really like, I mean, on the Western part, we're more focused on creation of, of like humanity. So like how, you know, all the monotheistic religions basically have some type of way where the, where the world was created. But in Asian culture, it's more, they, they focus more on civilization and on like behavior. Rather, like they, didn't, they don't even really have like a set story for how the earth was created. And I think, again, it just shows the, the contrast between where our ideals are and how we just want to know everything about something that we'll never even find the answers for if that makes any sense because like we're so focused on like we'll never know how the world was created but we can always understand civilization we'll always be able to understand how the next person or how people react to certain situations that makes sense it's kind of it was kind of hard to put um i wouldn't say we net we won't never know i think the answers to the universe are definitely out there because but even if they are out there already know but even if they're out there like it to me the reason why i said like definitive answer at the beginning is because even if we were to say the right answers, even if me and you right now were to talk to the universe people and they gave us the exact answers no one's going to believe us there's always going to be a subset of people who are going to believe in their own things which makes it not defend which makes it is it even true at that point does it really even matter that it's true i mean you can say that really with everything honestly but i think if your stance true to yourself and you say self i want to find the fucking answers to the universe i mean like we already found the answers like we we already found it you feel me like we already knew all that shit so i think they're already they're definitely there or if we didn't, we probably didn't know all of it, to be honest, but we knew definitely 
a lot of the answers to questions that people have about just the earth in general and maybe our galaxy. But dang, I had this question I was gonna ask you. I forgot. I'm sorry. Nah, you're good. But um dang, that was a good question. Yeah, can you remember it, bro? I like I like answering questions. Nah, um Yeah, I'll remember it later, I guess. But yeah, I've been reading this book on meditation. Mm-hmm. I've been taking notes. Like the first chapter. Like there's some cool stuff I have to write down. So it was like he's this dude named Lao Tzu. Whatever. Bro, bro, go. He's so he's so good. Lao, his name is Lao Tzu. Yeah, him. Yeah. So it was only an excerpt from this book he had, but it from says the, from the from the Tao. Tao Tang Ching. Yeah, it's from the Tao. Yeah. Oh, he's like he's sorry to cut you off, but he's like to me when I think of like what uh what path I feel like I want to follow as far as like just you know, like philosophy, it's probably his. Like his rules of life and his ideas on life is like probably the closest that I want to be. Yeah, he said, can you keep the spirit and body without scattering? Meaning like the body and mind should be united to achieve longevity and immortality. Because their whole thing was like about achieving immortality. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know. I think that's an interesting idea. And then um, another one I wrote down was, can you concentrate your mind to use breath, making it soft and as quiet as an infant? And he said that because the breath equals inner energy. So you need to make your inner energy soft because infancy is the state where the mind is quiet and innocent. Like people always have their guard up. They're always hard, heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you purify your contemplation and keep it free from turbulence and then I said when meditating many thoughts will arise you know how we talked about this in an early pod and I was like you know when you're meditating like you you're supposed to like try and keep a clear mind and you said you feel like the most thoughts come when you meditate right mm-hmm. and then yeah he said when when meditating many thoughts will arise make sure to avoid them your mind must be clear to reflect purely because all these thoughts are coming from external outside force well maybe not all of them but most of them are being affected by outside figures and this this reminds me another um principle of the stoic um philosophy they were like it's really which i mean already knew this to an extent but it didn't really register until i heard it from this perspective because it was like watch who you surround yourself by because you never come back the next day with the same character. Somebody always leaves their imprint on you, no matter what, like whoever you meet or whatever, or interact with. And I, it made me realize like, no matter what, to an extent, you can be like the most 
clear-minded, like level-headed person, as long as you're in a dense populated place, densely populated place in society, it's gonna have some effect to on you to some extent. And there's mm-hmm. no getting out of that. Yeah, but um, um what just to add on to that, uh, I'm like a very I think they call it like symmetrical thing. Like, you know, like when someone yawns and you'll yawn. I guess yeah. like a science behind it, like you try to mirror the person that's next to you, like your body does it automatically. I think I'm very like keen to that because if I hang around somebody for too long, I'll end up copying their lingo, copying certain little things about them. And then like, I'll catch myself and I'll be like, gosh, that's annoying. But like, it's it's not even like I want to do it. It's just, it just happens. So like, I definitely yeah. understand that. I do that same thing. Like, I feel like I, I did that a little more in high school. But like, even with you, I would find myself doing little shit that you would do sometimes. And it'd be like dumb shit though. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like, I don't even know. Like, I can't put my finger on it right now. But, yeah, I think maybe that is, like, a, a human thing. Yeah. But, um, fuck, I, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. But, um. Bro, can you stop forgetting stuff, please? You it's, messed it's up. Like one, it's, like, 145 over here. But. Can you love the people. Another one, it says, can you love the people and rule the state by non-action? And, like, by this, he meant, like, the state is like the body, your spirit and mind or mind is the king of the body or the state. Um, the blood is the officers, like the people who can control the, the state. Mm-hmm. And the chai is the people. Yeah. Chai is your inner energy. I remember, right. I remember like one of the philosophies, I don't know if it was him exactly, but they kind of like all build off on each other low key. Yeah, uh, he was like not. I mean, not the legalist, but he was like um one of them was like a a a civilization that's ruled by oppressive or a civilization that hates who their rulers will not work will not function. A civilization who has to obey their rulers would function, but the people wouldn't be happy. And the people that love their civil civilization will uh will work and the people will be happy, but people will be happiest when they barely know there's leaders at all. So it like they barely know that they even have any any telling them what to do. And that, that's that's a very interesting point because we know firsthand who our leaders are. And some people hate them, some people love them. And I feel like that creates so much divide between us because just because we love a certain or support a certain president or a certain, uh, a certain political party, we're automatically paced on this like side of the spectrum, which some people don't like, some people love. But if we were to barely know our leaders at all, we didn't know anything about them. All we knew is that this worked, the civilization worked, or they were good to us then I don't think it would create so much divide. Um, or if our leaders were to walk among us, because he also said that, like, if the leaders were able to walk among the regular people and not be, like, you know, standouters, it would that would be better. But if Trump walked down the street, he'll get slapped. I've been, like, thinking about whether life has a natural hierarchy or not. 
I've been thinking about it like a lot. And like, I want to say no, but I honestly don't know. I don't know if they're supposed to be like a king or a leader, uh, whatever, or if there's like in a harmonious life, they're supposed to be, you know, just everybody is just a, a equal individual. But um, I remembered at least I think one of the stoic um, principles I wanted to say. And it was like, yeah, yeah, I do remember one of them. So it was like, you should sometimes put yourself through uncomfortable situations. So when you go through like the good, it feels better or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, like, for instance, you should sometimes go a couple days straight just eating potatoes just so that you know you can survive at the worst states possible. And that way you are prepared. You're preparing yourself for anything. And there was like this one dude, he was prisoner of war for like seven years. And he just kept this philosophy that like, like the suffering was going to end like it wasn't life like don't think that things are happening to you they're just happening and it may be like you may be a part of what's happening or whatever like when it rains or whatever people may think and it's like I'm actually this happened to me the other day because when I got this like um fucking microphone stuff it was raining on my way back like hard I was like, most people would think of this as like, dang, this is a bad sign or whatever, which honestly it might have been because the microphone sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my thought process um, carrying it in the rain, I was like, dang, like, I'm really about to start making music. Like, I'm so excited. Like, this rain is bringing life to the earth like it's feeding the plants and stuff i did i honestly didn't see it as a bad thing and the principle is like most people when it rains they'll think like it's happening to them and like they just have the worst luck or whatever but in actuality when it's rain it's actually good for the earth like mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing but um yeah well i have something to say Oh, oh, did you see that? Joe Rogan just posted like a video of himself in a um in like a sauna. And in the video, he was like, there's something about uh putting yourself in situations where you intentionally suffer. So because he was in the sauna for like 20 minutes, 27 minutes or something, he was like, when you're in a position where you're putting yourself through pain or whatever, it pays so much dividend because of maybe the reason you said of that, it just shows you can do it. But also I feel like when you inflict pain on yourself, no one can really inflict that much pain on, on you. No one, no other person can inflict that much pain on you. Like if you can go through and like, go through intentional suffering, and I'm not saying like go and like, you know, beat yourself up, but if you can go through like beneficial suffering where you're getting something good out of it, to me, that is the best, re- not only the best reward because you know you went through the suffering, but also it just, it, it kind of molds this discipline and this uh, this persistence in you that even though it seems like something small, like just staying in that sauna for an extra five minutes may seem small, but 
once you can train your mind to just push through five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, that becomes 15 minutes. And that 15 minutes becomes 30 minutes. So it's so beneficial to put yourself through beneficial. I mean, it's so beneficial to put yourself through intentional suffering because it trains yeah, your mind to just keep getting better. Like people, like people don't understand that hell is a mind state because reality is a mind state. Wait, hold on. I got, I got something to add to that when you get done. So hurry. Hell is a mind state because reality is a mind state. You know, like whatever you, whatever you think is what your reality is going to be. So if you think that you're living in a hellish state, you're living in a hellish state. You may be in a fucking castle, but if whatever you think, I, I think, therefore I am, whatever you think is what you're projecting into the world, how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So that's just me saying everything's a mindset. Yeah. you know however you approach things is how what you're going to get out of it so if you think you're in hell you're going to be in hell so just change your mindset try and find the best out of each such situation yeah there's a story i wanted to add to that it's not that interesting but i kind of made a big deal about it so now i gotta like i gotta like show up for it but basically there somebody had that same thing of like hell is a mind state and he was basically like if hell is if hell was a real place right and you were to go down there and it was hot and there you know there were guards and they're whooping you and stuff even the guards would be in hell even the guards would be suffering even the king of hell would be suffering because it's still hot down there it's fire so that means everybody would be suffering even though there is some type of like hierarchy in that situation which shows that there can't be a physical place of hell because it doesn't make sense that the people that are at the highest level of hell are suffering just as much as the people that are at the lower level of hell. So with that being said, it's and not I thought, oh my bad, sorry. It's it's okay. It's not about the physical place of where you're at. It's about the mindset of where you're at. It's about the mental imaging of where you think you are if you think you're in hell trust me you're part, you you're gonna make yourself feel like you're in hell literally if you wake up every day and you hate and you hate what you see outside even though it's beautiful some people hate looking at trees because they just man look at these like i want to be in the city but some people in the city would love to look at trees every day so it's all about perspective yeah like uh, oh, I was thinking, I've thought about this, right? I was like, after you die, you have no memory of, you know, your life before, because I don't, I only have a feeling that, you know, I'm from a past life. I don't really have any memory of it until I meditate. And like, I don't know, sometimes it's like, am I hallucinating that? Or is that like real? You know, that's what I, I'll feel. But um, off that, I was like, if I was in hell, like it wouldn't even be hell to me because that was that would just be life. Like I would expect nothing of it. Like if I was getting tortured 24-7, like it wouldn't even be torture because like I would just assume that's what happens. Like, like slavery, like slaves didn't look at themselves as slaves. They they just thought that was life. They was like, oh, this is what this is how life goes, because they were ignorant. So if you were in hell, you would be ignorant to anything else but getting tortured. Yeah. So I, like, I, 
Yeah, hell is a mind state. You can think yourself in hell whenever. I think you said an interesting thing about, or from whatever you were reading, maybe it was a stoic or whatever, but about the prisoner who, who like was in a war prisoner and he was just in jail or something and he couldn't, like, I think there's a great value in just not looking, and this may sound pessimistic, but, you know, the Buddha is also pessimistic, quote unquote. I think there's a, there's a great joy in not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Because if you're always hoping for something good to happen, you're always going to what in order for there to be good there has to be bad. So there's all you're always going to think you're in a bad situation hoping for something good instead of just living in your situation and being like, "Oh, well maybe this is it." Because there comes a point where like when you're working out, I know especially like in basketball where that was more intense like when you would have to run or something, you would just have to come to to grips with the fact that, oh, I have to run. Like there's no getting out of it. I'm not going to like, I'm, the coach isn't going to say stop. Like you just have to do it. So there's a great joy in just being like, okay, this has to get done. So if I'm in this moment for life, then I'm in this moment for life. There's no point. And if, it, and if something good happens, it happens. But I'm not going to be sitting here with my fingers crossed, hoping that something good happens and not enjoy this moment. And obviously, we're not all war prisoners, so we do have a quote-unquote better life than a war prisoner, according to most standards. So I think there's a lot of joy to see in what we have now, instead of always hoping for something better. That's facts. Um, Y'all know. Yeah, but <laughs> to finish that quote I was reading from earlier, it was like, I perform a non-action and it makes people seem more developed i am free from desire and people become more simple i am more quittable which means still or calm and people become more righteous and like at, when i read that i stopped reading for like 20 minutes i just thought about like that little section and when he was like i perform non-action people seem more developed and it made me think i was like maybe like maybe like you really just can't save people like maybe they just have to go through it mm -hmm. in order to be saved and I honestly think that at this point like I don't think like you can just inform people and like wake them up maybe some people but just for the masses I don't think so like I think they have to go through it for themselves and like and he says i perform non-action and people seem more developed i took that as like i can't go out there and like try and you know preach to the choir like be a fucking uh preacher and preach to everybody or whatever and try and wake people up yeah. i gotta just work in myself and perform non-action with them and then i feel like through one, they're they're just gonna seem more developed because I'm not looking at them with any of my mind state coming to it. Mm -hmm. So I can see them as a person rather than like judging them from like my experiences and how I carry myself. And two, if I'm like working, maybe some people will look up to me and start to become more developed because they see me working rather than, you know, me just talking to them. Yeah. And, and I think oh. Uh, for the other part where he was like I'm free from desire people become more simple 
it made me think like if somebody was like completely free from desire everything materialistic and they was just living on earth people would become very simple because you would realize oh well if you want this person to do something for you you just give them money or give them fucking weed or whatever anybody's bargainable but if you don't have any desires nobody can get anything from and from you just for anything like you're really living for yourself and it made me realize a bunch of people don't live for themselves in the society and yeah. like the last one was he becomes more or i become more calm and people become more righteous like i feel like people look at other people like they're assholes or something or like just a certain type of character instead of like and that's because they're coming from their point of view but once you go third person and steps outside of that you realize that everybody just if you were in that person's shoes they're just they're just trying to be a righteous version of themselves if that makes sense yeah and i and since you just said that i think i think like everybody wants to like be important in life and I think that was really shown like during this last election or during this last like year and a half of current events where you had people voicing their opinion because it made them feel like they were doing something for, for a right cause. And, you know, whether the cause was right or wrong, it, when, you, when you take a step back and you don't like, and when you don't like try to be righteous or whatever, and you just look at these people, you, you understand like how, they're all doing this just to feel important or just to not, not necessarily feel important, like on a, like an ego level, like, you know, they're trying to fan their own nuts, but on a, on a level, just like they really feel like they're doing something for the right reasons. And I think it's important to understand, especially from the perspective that we're kind of looking at it from like the outside looking in, because we're not like, uh, what are they called? Social justice warriors or social media yeah. Like we're yes. not in that field, but I think it's important for us to be like understanding that they're kind of they're kind of almost doing the same thing we're doing, yeah. Podcast in a sense, but they're just doing it in a more vocal and uh like louder way. Yeah, and that's why like like for and I say it's mostly like really for people on the left and the right because it's they're they're all the same. They're just arguing slightly different points that are being coerced by rich people so like when I see like at least now since like I'm not necessarily on the right I would say but I just agree with them for more political things than I do with the left as far as some shit that's going on but when I see people on the left like I I don't really I'm not angry at them being like so hateful to certain people or whatever I just like I understand it's because they care so much same thing for people on the right I understand it's because they care so much and I might not understand why they care for and no honestly I kind of understand why they care about what they care about and I may not agree but as a human being I can understand why they do that why they why they feel that way and who am I to try and take that away from me? So I feel like if people tried to come together and just understand each other more, rather than just try and talk over each other and control each other, 
we would have like much better better conversations and we would get along better like I feel like if we just came together and said what everybody knows but nobody wants to say which is like maybe not all of us can live together peacefully and harmful like harmoniously I honestly think we can't I don't think we were designed to because if you just look biologically like races thrive in different climates that's mm-hmm. just facts so like I think by and we just have different cultures yeah, our histories yeah. freaking our histories are literally like one man's history is another man's not fucking worst nightmare so it's like <laughs> we can't literally live in a small space without stepping on each other's toes and I think it, once we like come out and say that and vocalize that not to say that we just can't fuck with each other at all but like make some efforts to where people can live comfortably in their own spaces then like we will start to feel better in the society or at least mo- I feel great because I, I don't really care about society personally but I feel like more people will start feeling more comfortable and safe just in society as a whole yeah and and one thing I want to add to that I feel like once we come together the left and the right and the middle and the top and the bottom and everything in between just come together and realize that the vast majority of each side wants good like nobody's really like they don't want evil they don't want bad things to happen like immigration for example the left wants good for immigrants for mexicans or for anybody that's coming to this country the right wants good for american citizens so once we can understand that each party wants good and each party has good has good intentions then we can stop being so hateful of each other because a lot of people on the left will think that oh you don't want illegal immigrants coming into the country is because you hate Mexicans or it's because you're you don't you're scared of you know losing a job or whatever but it's like people on the right they just want good for American citizens before they want good for anybody for any other citizen and people on the right you know abort the abortion issue they don't want abortion at all but the left is looking like well we want better for the mom or we want better situation for the kid because if the kid's going to be born into some bs why even have the kid so i feel like once we understand that nobody really just wants evil i mean you know take out the elites and like the government because we don't know about them i don't know them but on, on <laughs> from the people i've met like nobody wants evil i was talking to somebody that's very on the leftist side very very much so and you know even though i disagree with, with a lot of what they're saying, I understood that they had, they wanted the same thing that I wanted, just in a different, it just, just in a different way. So it's, I feel like it's, once we, like you also understand that cultures aren't supposed to be just mixed together. I'm not supposed to be a thing. I'm not supposed to just be a mutt like this, but it happened. But once we understand that, first, what you said, that we can't live together, but also Everybody has good intentions, but people just have different means of getting to it and different ways of thinking about what's good and what's what's bad. Yeah, that's facts. I have some more notes, but I'm going to just save them for the next pod. So I kind of want to tell you about this uh, acid trip before we get off. Okay. So look, I'll tell you acid. And like, honestly, it made me realize a lot of things. 
made me realize that, like, all right, so let me just tell you, I went, I took acid, and I went to this party, like, this day party, and I was like, yeah, bro, and, like, I ended up just, like, watching music videos and stuff. I was at the party for not even that long, but, um, it just made me realize that, like, one, the type of people that go to parties, I'm, I don't have nothing in common with them. But there was this instance where, um, like, I had my freak, or, you know, I just got the tattoo. And this girl was like, dang, why did you get it? Or something like, what made you want to get it? Like, no, nah, she said it in a nice way. I was like, you know, you know, past lives, right? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I think I was, I was like, I was a pharaoh in my past life or something like that. And she was like, wow, that's so cool. I was like, no, nah. I just walked away. But, <laughs> yeah, bro, like, I don't know. I just realized that I'm not, that's really not the life for me. That's not the path I want to go down. And then like, I went to the bar later that night, not even like on, just cause I wanted to ask like, these questions to these girls because I was like I just feel like because really at the end of the trip it just made me want like a girlfriend for some reason I don't know why but <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yeah but I went to the bar and I was like I think like all these girls is like like the same and they don't really think they just like or whatever so I went to the bar with these I was like I'm gonna ask like every girl I talk to, I'm either asking them like, are you your body or like, what's your thoughts about parallel universes or whatever? Like I was telling some of them about quantum physics and the string theory or whatever. And um, most of them I got, you know, the reactions you'd expect, fucking, the fuck are you talking about? Like a couple of them was like, why are you asking me this? I was like, I, I, I just walked away I was like because no, you really don't even know like why am I I was like you're right but it's like I don't even like want to like waste energy talking to yeah. you because like you're not you're not what I need like I'm so past anything physical but um there was this one girl right yeah like, okay no nah, no nah, no nah, it's not even like that <laughs> but <laughs> She was like, she was like, um, was she bad? I mean, I guess. Did you, did you, did you get a number? Uh, I gave her my number. Did she hit you? Yeah, but I mean, it's not even like that though, for real. But uh, yes, bro. What? She what's cheerleader at Penn State. But bro, no, it's not <laughs> like that. I promise. I don't. I really. Anyways, look, I'll just tell her to say what she said. <laughs> so she said something, I forgot. And I just like, but she, she, I forgot what she said at first, but like the last thing she said, she was like, yeah, I do think about that stuff, especially a lot when I'm at home. But right now I kind of just want to live in the moment. And I was like, and like, I was like, dang. That's beautiful. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was like, Bro, dang. She stumped you with that one. Me. I just walked away after that. 
It was probably weird. She probably wanted me to dance for her or something, but I just walked away. I was like, damn. I was like, thanks. So I really wasn't looking for nothing other than like an answer to those questions. But um That was a beautiful way to go for it. Yeah, like, no, nah, there's this, yeah, I, I guess I can say it and now. This is other girl. Hey. Uh, it's not even like that though. Bro, but, yes, it is. You smile. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's really not, but it's for real not. She just cool. But she Egyptian and um or whatever. Hey, Punani. Anyways, we wow. did. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> uh, she works like in the fucking, you know, I'll do the internship on the other campus. She works too. She works on a different project on research. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Wait, does she go to Lehigh or no? Yeah, she goes to Lehigh. Uh-huh. So, um, freaking. Oh, we usually tech, we have like league meetings every every Monday where um, <laughs> all the teams meet up and like discuss what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And she's in my league meeting group. And um, the first league meeting, she DM direct messaged me because nah, it's because I had commented like on one of her Instagram pictures. Because um, her birthday is on like May the 4th. And she like was like 20 years of being born on May the 4th. And I still haven't watched Star Wars. And I was like, uh, I said, it's all right. Harry Potter's better or some shit like that. I don't know. You should have said Naruto is better. No, nah, I said Harry Potter's better. Um, because Lehigh kind of looks like Hogwarts. So I was, I was like, Harry Potter's better. Something, something, something. And then she was like, I haven't watched that either, something, something, something. And I was like, dang, you look like. Um, and I was like, I said something, you cast quite the charm, like, type shit, something like that. That was cold, too. That was cold. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> she came me and was like, you're the cast the charm dude or whatever, or something. But anyways, we started just texting after that, like every Monday, we meet it. And we would send each other songs and stuff. And it's today, right? Uh, <laughs> it was our last league meeting. And, like, she wasn't getting my messages today for some reason. Freezing. And she would just look sad as fuck the whole, like, league meeting. Like, hell is that? Hey. And then uh, she direct messaged me. And she was like, are you not getting my text? And I was like, nah, I-, I thought she wasn't getting mine or whatever. And then she FaceTimed me. But so it's not so, it's so not what? Like that. You playing or what? Maybe. <laughs> hey, no, no, like, yeah, I can probably say this because I doubt she's gonna watch it. But um hopefully she does. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but we were like talking about playing pool. And uh, she she said some funny ass shit, and she was like, "Oh my bro, she got you laughing." No, it, but but anyways, she was like, she was like, "Yeah, we should play so you can totally cream me or something like that." 
Yeah, but I definitely gonna cream pie. When I said when I saw that, I was like, "What's that shit was hilarious." But um, you don't put her ankles behind her neck. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, said, but um, uh, I want to see. I want you to get the exact words. We Perfect. should so that you can completely cream me. That's what she said. You should have been like, I don't need a pool table for that. Bro, no, because it's not like that, bro. I don't no, she just said creamy. Hey, you know what? If this goes on YouTube, comment down in the in the comment section below. <laughs> or if this goes on Instagram, if a girl says you're going to completely cream me, what does that mean? In any context, bro, I don't care if it's pool, basketball. She didn't have to say, she could have said beaten. She said creamy. She said, so, who, where is she from? She has to be, where is she, she from? I, I think she's from, yeah, yeah, she's from the Americas, but she's Egyptian. Which, which state? Bro, she's from America and said that, bro. She wants you to go bald feet. But uh, I, got a, I got a story to him. Oh, yeah. But, um, which one should I do? Again. I don't you know. Because I was just thinking it would be a we yeah, haven't done one in a while. Yeah. Um virginity? No. All right. Story time. What it was? Go ahead. Which one? Bro, I don't know. You have no, hella you story give me time. one. Just give me a topic. Bro. Um fight. Oh, I can tell a fight with you. No, why? So that I can remember. All right, boom. So this is the story, right? So I'm gonna go all the, I'm gonna start from the beginning, beginning. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, do it uh, we uh, can do another, we can do a different one. Uh this on different five. All right. So no story time? Not all right, no. Nah, if you're not gonna do a story time, then say that one. <laughs> but I thought, oh yeah, I don't have another one. All right, bro, go ahead. All right, boom. So this is how the story goes. I'm starting from the beginning. Tommy, right? He's dating this girl. Her name is Cassie. Hey, can I put her name out there? Bro, I don't care. She's grown. You already said it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, she's, he's dating this girl named Cassie, right? They've been dating for a while. Now, obviously, I'm going to tell the story from my perspective because, and he can correct me if anything's wrong. So they've been dating for a while, right? They end up, I don't know. Something happened. I, I think they're on a break. Yeah, they break up or something or whatever. And they're in class together. <laughs> and I guess, allegedly, she threw a desk at him or, like, a table from across the room or something. Is that what happened? Or she hit you or something? All right. So, basically, right, <laughs> we was we, – we had broke up. I used to date this time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we broke up. And you know she was still attached, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real though, um, no, nah, she was really attached. Though. She had another boyfriend, yeah. matter of fact. Yeah, she had a whole boyfriend, or whatever. And but she like told me earlier day that he was hitting her son or something like that. I don't know. No, no, that day she was like acting weird. And acting super nice to me for some reason. Then I saw some bruises on her. 
And I was like, dang, he's hitting you. I was going to confront him, but she didn't want me to, and she got mad at me or something, so I stopped talking to her. Then we added the same fucking Spanish class later that day, and uh, she was still mad I wasn't talking to her, so she was yelling at me from across the room, throwing shit at me and shit. And she kept hitting me. And, like, the teacher was just sitting there letting her do this shit, bro. And I was like, bro, at all. He was like, yo, y'all can't do that in my class. And I was like, bro, you just gonna let this bitch hate me? (laughs) But anyways, I left the class. I was like, bro, I'm not about to stay in here. She's just gonna keep hitting me. So I just left. And she followed me out the class. I'm like, bro. Tell the full story now. Tell the full story. That is the no, I am. Well, look, okay. she falling out the glass. So I'm like, bro, like, why the fuck? <laughs> I was like, why did you, you feel me? So bang, bang, boom, whatever. Anyways, stuff happens. Not um, the full story. Yeah. Anyways, I end up getting jumped by three girls. That's what happened. Yeah, you got punched by a dyke. But no, yeah, punched by a dyke in the face. It didn't hurt or nothing. I barely felt it. It was just the fact that this motherfucker thought he he she could punch me. <laughs> so yeah, and then our ex bodybuilder freaking Dean came and grabbed my ass, niggas big as fuck, bro, humongous, and dragged me to the dean's office. But I didn't even get up getting in trouble because. The assistant principal was right there and saw that I was getting harassed and beat, not beat up, but like <laughs> I was getting harassed and fucking jumped by three girls. I was in, nah, I didn't. I'm, get just, I'm just playing. But look, so the next, I didn't get suspended, but I guess they did or whatever. So I came back to school the next day with this dude. We just had a good six period fucking. Oh, God. Six period. I beat him. Bro, six period was so fun, bro. And like, we we didn't do nothing bad. You feel me? We was just class clowns. You know what I'm saying? So we probably just we probably just had a fun class. Was probably laughing, enjoying it. You feel me? We had classes with you know, Bill, the nerds. So it was all good. Then we then we get hit with scary school. On me, like fuck fuck that class though. But anyways, (laughs) um, yeah, just left. I was talking to this dude. And then, like, I guess our boyfriend came up. We exchanged a few words, and he sucker punched me. And then Andre hit him. Well, you can take the story from here. So, basically, I'm standing behind him, right? And so I had seen the dudes walk past, right? I think we seen the dudes walk past, right? No, no, I didn't even notice them. We seen the big big dude, right? We seen this big-ass dude. So we walked past, right? And then they're talking. I'm behind them. So I'm just like, I obviously I don't have anything to do with it. I'm just, I'm just his friend. So they're exchanging words or whatever. And the dude's finally like, well, what if I hit you? Something like that. And then Tommy said something smart as always. So then the dude punched Tommy. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but Tommy, I think he tripped on you tripped on the wall, right? Right. First off, he punched me, and then like, yeah, I I didn't fall, right? I you did not. Tripped. He did not you, knock me out in nothing. No, God, you tripped and fell on the ground. Because yeah, yeah, because the wall. So it was a sucker punch. Yeah, yeah, so I'm behind him, right? And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't even know what to do in this situation. If I'd have knew now, if I'd have knew what I knew now, then I would have did something different. 
but I didn't. So I just start punching the dude. Like Super Saiyan. And then next thing you know, the biggest, bro, he was like probably 250, like 6'2, right? Not even joking. He had like, bro, you don't think he had 100 pounds on me? I don't know. He was big. No, he was big. Maybe not 250. Actually, rest in peace because he actually died. You know? Yeah. I just know that. But actually, bro, so he comes up, right? I'm like, I'm like hitting the dude. He mushes my face. I actually, I don't know. He may have slapped me, to be honest. But, you know, when you have that adrenaline rush, you don't really feel nothing. So I get slapped or mushed or whatever. And then we all stand back up. Mind you, I'm like, my phone, I don't even know where my phone is. Everything's lost. Now they're starting to build like a crowd in the hallway. So it's like a two-on-two at this point. So it's Tommy and the other dude. And me and this other dude. Now, mind you, the other dude is huge. I can't tell you what's going on through Tommy's head, but I can tell you what's going on in my head. I'm screwing up with this dude, right? I'm <laughs> terrified, bro, because I'm like, this dude is humongous. Like, if he gets a hold of me, like, I'm finished. And this is before I did any type of fighting. Like, this is when I was just like, I knew how to slap box. So I'm like squaring up. First of all, this is how I score up with the dude. Mind you, he's like 6'2". I square up like this. Try to utilize my reach. Against somebody that's six two, probably <laughs> so me and him scoring up in my mind. I'm like, bro, I'm, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, somebody's gonna. I could like throw a punch, and somebody's probably gonna break it up in a second, you know. So it's not gonna be too bad. First of all, nobody broke it up. Shout out to public school. We sitting. The fight didn't even end with like a teacher separating us. It just ended. We must fucking stop fighting. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and then he says, he's like, "Why don't you just let them run their ones?" I'm like, um they could run they ones because <laughs> I'm scared so I'm like thank god so he says that I'm like bro they could run they ones but I'm trying to sound tough but I'm like in the back in my mind I'm like thank god so I'm so now like we so now me and him almost we standing right across from each other but we not like trying to fight or nothing these two dudes you could tell them what happens from here on out because I don't I can't really say we, yeah, yeah, we just fucking squirts. We like, like, I, same thing that was going through your head was, and I wasn't scared of this nigga. I was just like, bro, I'm not trying to fight. Like, right now in the middle of school, I just left sixth period or whatever. So we were scared, squaring up, just talking shit for like bro, two minutes. Bro, let me tell you what the, sorry to cut you off, but let me tell you what Tommy said, because I, I think, I don't think you're going to say it. Bro, so as they squaring up, bro, right? Tommy's sitting there like this. He's like, he's like, that's why your girl's at my house the other day. I'm like, bro, it's like, shut up. Like, you are <laughs> like, and you're already about to fight the dude. You don't need to keep talking mess to get him madder. So I'm, but yeah, go on. Yeah. So basically, we were just squaring up talking shit for like two minutes. And like, like he said, nobody, bro, the bell rung and everything for past period to end. So it was probably like four minutes. Bro, niggas but, left the fight. Like, you know how like- Yeah, we just, we walk just walked off. away. Like, we was like, bro, fuck you. Like, we not about to fight for real. So we walked away. And then we went on the ramp. And, you know, this is probably some dumb shit I did. Yeah. I was still talking shit. I was like, that's why I fucked your girl and shit. As he was walking away. And then he turned around. And we like actually started fighting on the ramp. And no, I was going down, I was like going down the ramp and he was like walking towards me. 
And I was like backing up, so like it was fucking weird. Like, bro, and the I don't dean know how was I was supposed to fight that. Yeah, the dean was right the there. Dean was right there. And she, and she was like, "Are you guys serious?" Because wow. she probably was playing or something, or she thought they was playing. And mind you, I'm still watching this because I'm now with a group of guys, and we're literally wa- she's watching them, like thinking they're playing or something. And then, like, once finally, when they get to the bottom of the ramp, she's like, "Oh, they're I think they're serious." So then I think, like, what, the hall monitors come and get you or whatever? After, bro, it's been, like, 15 minutes at this point. Like, it's been, like, a 15-minute coming conflict, and nobody stopped it. Like, I didn't get in trouble for it. All I did was they just asked me what happened, and I was like, yeah, like, I just try to help my friend out because, you know, I that was just natural instinct. And, uh, yeah, so did you get Did you end up getting – yeah, you got suspended, right? For a day. <laughs> for a day, I think for like the rest of that day, which was it was seventh period. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, you came after school, right? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, like bro, nigga. we went right to Miss Genova's I'm class. I'm looking like LeBron, basically. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the story. You feel me about you know when we was a. Uh, Beating people, beating people. No, actually, bro, honestly, the dude ended up being pretty cool. Like once you took the the once you took the the bitch out the out the equation, like the bro, dude was pretty cool. Real, bro. These bitches like really like bro, she bro. probably got a boy. I know she got a boyfriend now, so I hope they were one of the same dudes from that circle. Yeah, yeah, it's toxic. Toxic. But yeah, you feel me? All respect to him though, you know. And rest in peace, that dude, for real, though. He really did die, and, you know, I, I felt terrible about that. But, anyways, that's the end of the pod. We're going to wrap it up. You feel me? Like, y'all should be doing with the females. And uh, you got any last words? Um, you know, try and be the best you can be, believe in yourself, because – there's a lot of other yous out there in the universe, and you don't want to be the worst one. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> hey, imagine, imagine y'all all meet up, like every single one of you, y'all meet up in the afterlife, and y'all like explain y'all achievements, and then you all you say is, "Oh, like I, I worked at McDonald's." Like, how embarrassing would that be? So, if you don't have any motivation, you know, try to use that as motivation. Like, you'll probably see your uh, your uh, your interdimensional. I mean, multi your other dimensional uh, twin or other other universal twin in the afterlife. And you'll probably have to face them. So don't don't bring nothing to the table. You know, you go to Thanksgiving, you don't just show up with air. Bring something to the table. So yeah, like how how ass is it going to be if like you show up to the fucking reunion of all you the use like you know meeting back up. And you know, one use like, yeah, I had I went platinum five times. Another use like, yeah, we went to fucking a new planet. You know, we started space exploration. Another use like, yeah, we um invented time travel. And then you like, yeah, I'm a fucking I won five hundred against Fortnite. Bro, like, set your, get your priorities straight. Like, stop mm-hmm. living on, stop jacking off, stop living in Fortnite world. You know, get, do, do some shit, you know, expand your mind. Stop busting nuts all over yourself. 
Peace. Oh, wait, what about that?